This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 1st, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The failure of the financial bailout bill was forged by the odd coalition of strongly left-leaning Democrats and strongly right-leaning Republicans. But what drove two-thirds of Republicans to their position? Free market sentiment, populism, anger at Wall Street, or just lawmakers responsive to the needs of their constituents? Cato Institute senior fellow Mike Tanner comments. Look, this is probably all of the above, and only time will tell whether this means that the Republicans in Congress have finally recaptured some semblance of conservative principles or whether this is a one-hit wonder. But at least for one day, the Republicans in Congress were willing to say no to bigger government. After eight years of going along, with whatever big government proposal the Bush administration came up with, the biggest increase in domestic discretionary spending since the Great Society, a massive new entitlement program, 7,000 pages of new regulations, the federal government's centralization of authority over education. All of these things took place with barely a peep out of Congress. And now suddenly we have found a big government program that is too big for even them to swallow. You know, the, the flames of Reagan, Goldwater, limited government conservatism are dying. But today, they blazed a little bit anew. This group of people who came together to, to stop this, this was 40% of House Democrats and two-thirds of, of House Republicans doing what their leadership told them precisely not to do. And this added up to a majority of the U.S. House. It was 133 Republicans who defied a Republican president, their own leadership uh, in the House, uh, the unanimous opinion of the mainstream media, and even the Republicans' own sort of business constituency. Uh, Even the Heritage Foundation came out in favor of this bailout. So this this was really a rebellion. And we're hearing things in Washington, at least yesterday, that we haven't heard in a long time. Uh, you hear uh, Congressman Thad uh, McCotter from Michigan saying things like, we can't trade temporary economic prosperity in exchange for long-term freedom. Uh, when was the last time we heard that around this town? Well, I mean, surely this bill is going to come back in some form to try to peel away uh, uh, two dozen votes to, uh, to pass. Undoubtedly, in the end, some sort of bailout's going to pass. They need about uh, a dozen votes, uh, whether they get them from the Democrats or from the Republicans. Uh, the leadership of both parties is going to be twisting arms and piling on the pork, uh, doing whatever it takes to get it. They'll make a couple of face-saving tweaks, and they'll probably pass something. But in the end, a majority of Republicans are still going to be opposed to this bill. Uh, it's been eight years since we've seen any sort of life in the limited government conservative movement. You know, if, if and it's a big if, but if this is the start of regaining those principles, then it could almost be worth the price of the bill. The distinction that is being drawn between these two Republicans on this, uh, this sort of key vote here uh, is not as clear as it ought to be. But uh, the rhetoric that is being generated certainly is something that... Uh, uh, free marketeers can get behind. Look, not everyone who voted against this bill is a limited government conservative. Don Young voted against this bill. That's not a good sign. Uh, on the other hand, uh, it may well be 
that finally, like waking up out of a coma or something, uh, these Republicans are saying, what have we become? Have we become the party of financial business socialism, corporatism? Have we become the party that will do anything as long as George Bush is for it? And this time, this time at least, they said no. Mike Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of Leviathan on the Right. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.